you are listening to The Dudes, bringing you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics. Featuring Reflector Sports Editor Tanner Marlar and WMSV Sports Director Cody Blazak. Learn from it from our uh, dear friend Connor Smith. We had the pleasure of having him on last semester, giving us a little advice here after a tough week in basketball as the men's basketball team suffered two losses one to kentucky two to texas tech the message from ben howland being learned from it it works connor smith kind of gives us a little background on learning from it courtesy of him for that song but we'll jump into things real quick we'll see how this show goes we got that little time variant thing where we could go 30 minutes 35 minutes we'll see where it goes just playing it by air as always, this is the dudes alongside Tanner Marler. I am Cody Blazak. It is a pleasure to be here. And Tanner, just uh, we'll start from the message from Ben Howell and learn from it. Tell tell us a little bit about it. I mean, you know, you go on the road to Kentucky, and you play an overtime thriller, and you'd come up just short. Then you stay on the road in Lubbock in a tough environment against a very good Texas Tech team. And in all honesty, you just might as well have not even gotten off the bus because that that that's exactly what the end of that game looked like. So after the game, Ben Howland said exactly all you can do as a coach or a player after a situation like that is you got to flush it and you got to learn from it. And hopefully this team can do that. Otherwise, if they get cold right here, right before Selection Sunday, they could be they could find themselves in the NIT for a second year in a row instead of the NCAA tournament. Lenardi right now has them still in the first four out. Yeah, at the moment they are number they're the third team out. And you talked about the NIT, which would be just uh, from expect expectations at the beginning of the season and the personnel and the players that a we were able to get. It, it, this season will be a huge disappointment. It. Uh, there really are none whatsoever, just uh, n- no excuses. If I'll, I'll go as far to say this, Cody. If this team doesn't make it further than the NIT, there's a, there's a good chance you could be looking at someone else at the helm next year. Yeah, and I think that's a fair – I don't want to call it assumption, but I, I think that's a fair reason for seeing someone else at the helm. It just – you know, I, I say this every once in a while. It's not fun being a state fan. And I got it's that not. from you because I was spoiled being an Alabama football fan. Yeah, you were. It's not, it's not fun. Just well, being a welcome state to fan. the jungle. Welcome and to welcome the jungle. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to the real world. It is a roller coaster of emotions as it is every single week here in Starkville. Again, like Cody said, topping off the show with Connor Smith, huge friend of the show. He has a new EP out on all streaming platforms. Please go listen. We love Connor. We love his music. 
Uh, like Cody said, he was a great guest last semester. Hopefully going to have him back uh, when he comes to Starkville this year. But to get back to the team. He's got some awesome songs, by the way. He does have some I, awesome I, songs. We were listening to it before we were coming on. He got a lot of good songs. He does. Highly recommend. He, I'm telling you, if you want to hop on the train now, hop on the Connor Smith train now. And this is a personal thing. We are not getting paid to say this. <laughs> we, we genuinely <laughs> love Connor Smith's this music. Is out of our, this is out of the pureness and greatness of our hearts. Yes. But to get back to the basketball team, you know, like you said, it's a disappointment if they don't make the NIT. And returning next year, you look at who potentially could be coming back. Garrison Brooks is done. Um, Iverson Molinar needs to go to the league. I think he's the most draft-ready player that Mississippi State has had on roster in a long time. And he's starting to garner a lot of national attention, and deservedly so, but they just haven't been able to put it together yet. And a lot of it, I think, comes down to the offense that they're running at times. Cody, it looks archaic is what it looks like. It looks old. It looks it, – it, I think my old man, Brett Marler, shout-out dad, put it the best when we were talking about uh, the team when I went home this past weekend. and said, they're bo- at times they're boring to watch. And this is true. It's not an exciting brand of basketball uh, to any kind of casual fan. Now, there are some games where I enjoy watching just because I, I'm, I, live, I live and breathe the X's and O's of the game, but that's just me. But, yeah, I – Something's going to have to change, and it's going to have to be a cultural thing. It's going to have to be something within the team. It's 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 a veteran team, so I, I think they can do it. I think they can press the right buttons, but they've got a lot of them to press. Yeah, they, they have a tough schedule coming up, uh, relatively tough. I don't want to say super. Yeah, but you've made it through the grueling part of your schedule. You're, you're going to have to play four games in a row, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, you get one of those games at home, and that's against Tennessee. So that's four quad one games right there. You've got to walk away with at least two. If you don't win at least two of those four, I'm sorry and I hate to say it, you're not going to the big dance. It just is unless you win the SEC tournament. See, here's the deal. A lot of people have Mississippi State predicted to end the season 19-12. and 12. It's a respectable record in the SEC for as competitive as it is, and I think it keeps eyes on them for the tournament. But if they, if they do wind up at the end of the regular season 19-12, and 12, they're going to have, and I mean have, to play well in the SEC tournament to get a bid. I will say this, and this is a little biased, but it's also a little just how I feel about a certain team and what I think is going to happen with the rest of the year for them. March 2nd, it's a Wednesday. Mississippi State plays a very good team at home. I think they're going to win that game. I think that they should win that game because of what I think is going to happen to their season. That team right now is number one Auburn. I think they're first off. I think they're going to lose tonight. I think Bama is going to just obliterate them. They're not going to obliterate them. I can promise I, that. Maybe not obliterate, but I think it will be a marginal score. I don't believe so. I may be wrong, but if that does happen, it looks great for state. For it sure. looks great for state, but I think Auburn falls off the tracks. I, I I really do. I don't think Bruce Pearl lets that happen. It's not necessarily all Bruce Pearl. 
If if that game gets in their head, uh, you go from number one, then you lose to your unranked rival at home. I think that's, there's that's only tough I think on there's the only one player that that could get in the head of, and it's just because he's so young, and it's Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, granted, I still think is the best player in the country. I do. But the thing that is so underrated about Auburn, and at this point I'm not sure if it's underrated or not, is that guard rotation. That is some veteran, feisty guys. I just don't see Alabama pulling that one out. After the big win against Baylor, who who some people are still saying they think Baylor is better than Auburn, which I think is a good debate. but That's a very good debate. Something we're not going to be able to cover today. I, Bama just beat Baylor, so but – we're going to find out that game comes on at 8 o'clock. I think that'll be a thriller. Mississippi State is that, going. That, that game was also in Tuscaloosa, was it not? Against Baylor? Yes. Yes, it, it was in Tuscaloosa. So, now, I mean, they're going to have to go to the jungle and play Auburn. We'll, we'll find out. The good thing is, though, is the distance between Alabama and Auburn is not a crazy amount. I, as small of, arena, of an arena that Auburn has – I wouldn't be surprised if it was split or close to it. I think it's going to be uh, that Auburn student section makes those games. Oh, it does without a doubt. I mean that I I I want to go and watch a game in Auburn before this year is over just for the simple fact that that gym gets so crazy. I mean that is as John Rothstein says, that's a jungle. And it's it's less seating capacity than Humphrey Coliseum. It's the smallest stadium in the SEC. But they I pack it's it under ten thousand. It is, but they pack it and they pack it well, and it is loud, and the team feeds off of it. So that game will be at eight o'clock tonight. It'll be a crazy game, and I think it'll have a huge role in Auburn's season, especially if they lose. We'll play them later on the season, March, I believe, second. It's a Wednesday. It is our second to last regular season game. Anyway, we play South Carolina tonight at six. Before we jump into that, we talked. We touched on the Texas Tech game. Uh, you mentioned they may as well not even have gotten off the bus. I, I cannot believe the way we lost after we just played such a crazy competitive game I know, I, to I just, Kentucky. I genuinely don't understand. I mean, I do understand it. Let me re, let me rephrase. After a game like that. Against Kentucky, you you a team will typically respond in one of two ways. They will either come out the very next game with their pants on fire, playing like they're playing for their jobs or their lives, or they'll play like they did against Texas Tech and say, look, despite our best efforts, we couldn't get it done. What makes us think we're going to get it done here? When you and I both know that this team is talented enough and good enough to have beaten Texas Tech and to have beaten Kentucky. No, I I agree. The Kentucky game was, you can't play one half. You can't do it. If, 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 if they play both halves, I'm not saying we would have for sure won that game, but I, I, I do think there's a, the odds are a lot better that's my opinion, and well, if you hit, if you one hit free throws, yeah, and then two don't shoot twenty nine percent in the first half, you do win that game, and it's a huge staple win. Yeah, it would have been a huge uh, huh. uh, that would have done wonders for 
Mississippi State's and, season. And, and in all honesty, Ben Howland's chance of coaching at Mississippi State next year. Yeah, it would have done wonders, but that's behind us. Texas Tech, tough, tough loss. There really isn't much to take away from that. It was just an awful performance. The only thing, the only positive thing I can think, and it's it's a player, I don't want to call it attribute, but streak that he's on. Iverson Molinar, I don't remember if he had 10 or 12 points. He didn't have a lot. But he has had double figures in every single game thus far this season, which I think is incredible. He's incredible. But He's the best guard in the SEC. Well, this is this is the issue. One player cannot win you games, no. game in and game out. No. I I don't know if us having Tolu would have made that big of a difference against Kentucky. I think it might have on the pure fact of rebounding, and maybe Oscar Shibway has 12 rebounds instead of 22 or, or whatever it was. 15 instead of 22. It, it doesn't matter. I, I don't know what it was, but nonetheless – Aggravated. If you can't tell, we are we're a little aggravated over it. We're gonna play South Carolina. Hopefully, we can win. Yeah, hopefully you get a bounce. Should on paper should get a bounce back win at home. You know, it's not gonna be a big crowd because it's just not. But hopefully, bounce back win at home. You know, you can kind of right the ship before you go and play the tougher opponents in the SEC. But I want to highlight something that is gonna be really huge for this Bulldog team going forward and it comes later in this month they're going to play Missouri back to back there was a game earlier in the season that was canceled due to positive COVID tests within the Missouri program caused them to do some rescheduling so now within three days they're going to play two games one in Starkville and one at Missouri it's going to be tough to beat a team twice in a row, and you cannot afford a loss to Missouri. No, absolutely not. I'm going to say this just before we get touched on that. You you said something about there won't be a lot of fans tonight. Iverson Molinar, when he was being interviewed after the Ole Miss win, and I quote, Next home game, y'all pop out and come out here and support us. It really helps us. It's really fun when we're playing for y'all. We're on the court and we're representing Mississippi State as a whole. It feels really good when people have our backs and are supporting us. And that's in end quote. What that tells me is they want people to come out and watch them. One, because that's what fans do. Two, Tanner, you were at the Ole Miss game. I was at the Ole Miss game. You were at the Alabama game. I was at the Alabama game. The crowd when, plays a huge part. When the crowd – and listen, it wasn't 100%, but there were – I think there were close to eight or 9,000 at both of there those was, games. There was 8,080 at Alabama, and there were 9,020-something, I believe, at Ole Miss. When, when, when now, the, granted, some of those are Ole Miss fans. When but the crowd still. gets into it, it helps. It when, does. The fan base – needs to start attending these games and help this team through what they have. They do, but the only problem with that Cody is they've got to win. They they've got to they've got to grab one well, or two wins. You see what happens when the big when you go out against a big opponent like Alabama, they exactly. did win. They exactly. won against Ole Miss. That I mean, yes, but they've had I I said on the on a previous episode, I believe, they've had a very Select few games this year 
that they've came out and played the full 40 minutes. One of those was the Alabama game. One of those was the Ole Miss game, both at home, both in front of bigger crowds. But they've got to be able to go on the road and take games. Cody, I'm not sure if this team has a road win this season. I don't believe they do. I know that they are... They won one in... They're 11-1 at home. Yes. Their total record is 13-7. and seven. I believe they've won one... So they, maybe they won one or two neutral site games. I know they beat Richmond in the Bahamas. They beat UNA at home first game of the season. Yes. They beat Montana... At home. At home. I think that's your two wins. Oh, we're talking about away. I'm confused. Yeah. My bad. Uh... Richmond. That was in the Bahamas. Bahamas. And then. No crowd, essentially. They. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Can't find it. I don't believe they do have a road win in a hostile environment. I don't believe. I think you're right. See, you can't have that. You cannot have that. And. and That's (laughs) unexcusable. You should have a road win against Florida. You should. You should have a yeah. I mean, I, you should have a neutral site win against Colorado State. You should have a road win against Florida. That, that's what I'm saying. It's unexcusable. I, I I think you should have beaten Ole Miss on the road, but you didn't. You didn't. You lost. Uh, Kentucky. You had your opportunity. Yeah, you, uh, had every opportunity. Uh, Texas Tech is a guarantee loss, which is fine. I can deal with it. But those three other games are four, however many games. That turns the season around. That puts you at like, I don't even know what it puts you at. Puts you at math is hard. <laughs> math seventeen is hard. and three, I believe. Yeah, but either way, at this point in the season, you can't be a team being considered for March with no road wins. That's like I said. I keep going back. I keep using the same phrase, but it's inexcusable. Yeah, they're going to have chances to get road wins here late in the season. They have a chance with the one at Missouri. Against quad one teams. Yes. Arkansas, which I think is very manageable. I do. I believe we already beat them once. You did, but you didn't play it. You beat them without J.D. Note. And you play. You had Tolu Smith, who turned in a very impressive outing that game. You're going to play LSU on the road, who's number 25 at the moment, and they are on a downward slide right now. They aren't looking good, so I I say take advantage of it. I think you could. Alabama freaks me out right now because the best way I can put this, Alabama is the number one team in the nation, but they are also the worst team in the nation at the same time. I don't think they're number one. I don't mean – what I'm talking about is they're number one. Well, they can play with anybody. They're number one in the nation, but they're also the worst team in the nation because you never know which team is going to show up. Yeah. Because I I very much believe – they can beat any single team in the nation. Oh, they can. As long as that team shows up. They can. So I don't actually mean they're number one in the nation. Just like. Yeah. Phrasing. Now you get it. Phrasing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure about that game. I, they're going to have to figure things out. They have 11 games left, I believe. Yeah. You got to win seven of them. Eight. You have to. Well, what's I, I think if you 
like I said, you I think if you end the season at 19 and 12, you give yourself a chance. But you have got to play well in the SEC tournament. You're going to have to win at least two games in the SEC tournament. I think you win one game. I think you're safe. If you have a if you only have 10 losses and you win one game, I think you're safe. If you get that 12 loss mark, I think you need two. That's fair. That's fair. I just think I think when the selection committee looks at the SEC this year and they look at who's beaten who and they look at the fact that they've all – in all honesty, the SEC's trampled over each other during this regular season because everybody seems to have beaten everybody at this point, except for Mississippi State, but aside the point. I think the selection committee will look at that and say, well, you know, yes, Mississippi State has 12 losses, most of those coming in conference play. And some of them very close games. Some of them very Some that close they games. should have won. Yes. A player that had a lot of hype coming into the season has been injured here and there, hasn't got a whole lot of playing time, but when he does get playing time, he does some big-time things. Rocket Watts. I, I really do believe, he, and I don't know his current status on injury, but I really do believe he needs more playing time. Uh, the are, there's been a lot of people that are calling for that. But the only problem is you have to play a small ball lineup when you do. And with the way the SEC is this year, a lot of teams just don't have to play small ball. Yeah, it it, it does change the style up, but... And Howland, Howland is a guy that I don't think I have, you know, in my recollection, I'm not sure I've ever seen him go with a true small ball lineup consistently. What I can say with that, though, is as we see what we're, we have right now isn't working. It won't hurt for a game to change it up. I do not think it'll hurt. I agree, but Howland's whole thing, his whole career has been, he's not going to change it up, and I think to expect him to do that at this point is asinine after seven years of watching it. But either way, I agree. I would like to see Rocket Watts on the floor more. I think he's I think he's becoming too productive on the offensive end not to see more minutes. But it's it's such a toss-up at this point with the direction this team is going. They've got to get this bounce-back win against South Carolina. They have to. Absolutely. We'll jump into that here with just uh, give or take eight minutes. Mississippi State at the moment – for the ESPN VPI, 83.5% chance of winning. They are eight and a half point freight favorite, which worries me. Yep, we don't we don't like <laughs> seeing that. Uh, statistically, on paper, they are just about better on in everything. More points, less points against, higher field goal percentage, more assists per games. They do have less blocks per games. They do have more steals per game, though. And then the rebounds, South Carolina leads by three, which is it's interesting because... Well, most of the season they've been without the SEC's leading rebounder. Well, Mississippi State also, I don't know what it is now, but for a while the they were plus 10 on the rebound, on the boards. So to see a team that has more, it'll be interesting. I think boards will play a, lot, a big part in this if somehow... Things go south. Anyway, top scorer for South Carolina, Eric Stevenson, averages 11.5 points a game, shoots 36.3%. Oh, boy. Versus Iverson Molinar, who is shooting almost 50, 49.8, and then 18.1 points per game average. What does South Carolina 
have to do to stop this Mississippi State offense? Or what, more or less, <laughs> what does Mississippi State have to do to blow this game? The, to blow this game? Exactly. Come out of the locker room exactly like you did against Texas Tech. What are the keys to winning it, then? Just uh, playing your brand of basketball. Playing playing, what got you into the con- into the conversation of being a tournament team. You're going to have to get up and down the floor. This team is its best when they're out and running, not when they're sitting in the half-court Howland offense, doing this little weave action up top, and running off ball screens. I love the pick and roll. I do. But this team needs to get out in transition. They're too good at it not to. I'm I'm laughing over here looking at the preview for this game. Was it verbatim? You don't want to know. Oh, really? I'm going to tell you. Go ahead. Let me see what they have. One of the things says... The Gamecocks have gone 4-4 four four against SEC opponents this season. South Carolina ranks 6th in the SEC, shooting 32.5% from downtown. Ford Cooper Jr. leads the Gamecocks, shooting 100% from three-point range. Oh, what? He's played one game. He shot one shot, and it was a three-point. Well, he better, he better lead them. I don't understand why that is in there, but... Some, some guy, at some, some intern at some desk was like, yeah, that works. <laughs> I got a guy shot one for one, put him in there. Believe it or not, South Carolina and Mississippi State do have the same overall record, which is hard to believe. It's weird to think because you, you think Mississippi State's the superior team. I think you – I mean, I know, in all honesty, Mississippi State's the superior they team. Are. The question is, how do you come out of the locker room after two bad – well, one bad road loss, one painful, painful road loss. How do you come out of the locker room for the first time at home since all that's happened? Yeah, that is the question. What I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of feed off that question though. How do they come out? Do they come out flat footed? Do they come out on their toes? What are we gonna see in the first ten minutes from Mississippi State? I think you're gonna see. In all honesty, I think. <sighs> It's it's tough to say, and I don't want to make any kind of too bold predictions. I think they win this game. I do. But they need a dominant performance. They need they need a performance that can show them, hey, this is another SEC team with the same record as us, and we just blew them out. That's what this team needs to get back on track. We're here in our final minutes of the Dudes. Tradition is tradition. It is. We'll start it off with the offensive X Factor. Tanner, where where does your pick for tonight's X Factor? I'm going to put it smack dab on DJ Jeffries. He has been playing a little bit better here recently. I'll give him credit. Yeah, in one game. He had two or three games where he had double-digit points in a row. Well, Kentucky, Kentucky was a detriment. Well, yeah, I think he did have double digits. I know late in the game. but No, I think he was he, a detriment during the game. <laughs> what do we need from him? You need a. I think you genuinely need a 12, 13 point game, shooting five for eight, driving to the goal. You need an aggressive DJ Jeffries. I think my pick is going to be once again Garrison Brooks. Seven points against against Texas Tech did not play his best by no means whatsoever. Is not what I usually expect out of him. I think he'll have a big bounce bounce back game 
Uh, Garrison Brooks shot three from eight for 31 minutes, seven points, four rebounds against Texas Tech. I think he'll have a rebound, uh, excuse me, a bounce back game. You predicting I, double double? I'm, yeah, I'm thinking he'll go double double. I mean, he plays very, very well at home. He does. He does. Defensive X factor. What are we looking at? I think you're looking at. This is going to sound cheap. It's going to sound cheesy. The entire team. I really do. This game's going to be won on the defensive side of the floor. It is. Because if they come out and they're in passing lanes and they're getting steals and getting out in transition, they will win, and they will win handily. But if they're not doing that, it's a ball game. You might as well chalk it up. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, – more or less I think it will be a team effort. But I think they're going to have to guard the outside arc. Yeah, this is – South Carolina does like to shoot. Re- relatively decent three-point shooting team. I think uh, – team effort – but I think they're going to have to defend that orc very, And very in all well. honesty, we've seen every team, it seems like, that can somewhat shoot the three turns into the Golden State Warriors when they play Mississippi State. So we saw it in the Minnesota game. Last but not least, score prediction. Obviously, we know that you're picking Mississippi State. Yeah. By how many? Or do you have a score prediction? Oh, I'll throw you a score prediction on this fine Tuesday. Give me the Bulldogs. 71 58. Ooh, 13 points? Yeah, I think so. I'll give it 15 points. I, I have like some I have some amount of confidence left in in the squad. Yeah, I do too. I think I, they need a big win, especially going in with those four quad one games coming up. They're going to need a big boost. I think this is where they get it. Big time win. Hopefully they can get up early and close the game out. But we are just about all out of time here on this lovely Tuesday afternoon, obviously courtesy of Connor Smith, from his song at the beginning of the show, Learn From It. Hopefully, like we said, we'll have him on later in the season as he comes to Starkville. He'll be throwing a little concert here. Coincidentally enough, it will be the week after Alabama has come to town. So we might get a little I Hate Alabama, his thoughts, talk a little baseball with him, talk about his new albums and songs coming out. I know Tanner and I are thrilled and hopefully excited he can make it it'll be a ball it was a ball last time we talked to him but as we are all out of time for tanner marler i'm cody blazak this has been the dudes the proceeding was a wmsv production